welcome to the layup. Now, today was the NBA schedule release. Very big day for the NBA. Uh, all the NBA fans finding out who plays when. I'm obviously not going to say every single game that is being played by every single team, but there are some big games that um, I did. And first, I'm just going to talk about opening night. You see, the players also put on opening night. It won't be a big game. We got two great athletes of Pasticum and John Williamson squaring off. And then the second game back to back on TNT is the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, uh, the, those two games are great for opening night. I think a lot of people thought that the Lakers and the Clippers would play against each other, maybe a Western Conference Finals preview, but that would definitely be an exciting game. Um, and kids like me record the television because it is on at 10.30 and I will not be able to watch it. So, the, it is back to back, so it was Pelicans play at 8 on TNT and the Lakers and Clippers play at 10.30 on TNT. Um, some highlights weekend and some other, there's some big, and the Magic who returned most of their players this year. Wolves, Nets, Kyrie's game, Nets, and then Timberwolves. Hopefully, will shine in that game. 7.30 again, this is a lot of games in one night. Um, this is the fifth game of the night. It's the Grizzlies and the Heat. So, be hopefully, John Morant's debut, and fuck you, Tyler Harrow is on the Heat, too. Um, Jimmy Butler's debut with the Heat as well. Um, and hopefully this will be a good game. Uh, I, I might give the Heat the edge here. I just don't know, though, because lost a lot of pieces. Josh Richardson, um, Hassan Whiteside. And I don't know if Jimmy Butler will fit with that team. I don't know if he right away. But um, that will be an interesting game just to see how players fit with their new teams. Uh, same thing for the Celtics and the Sixers, 7.30 on ESPN. Uh, this will be a game, uh, rematch of the 2018 Conference Semifinals. Um, will be Al Horford, uh, facing his former team. Not in Boston, but he'll be facing his former team. And it will be Kemba Walker and his Cantor's debut, Josh Richardson's debut. And it'll really see where the top couple teams in the Eastern Conference stack up, um, with the, uh, Celtics and the Sixers seeming like they will be there, uh, one of the top teams. So, and as far as too many teams offseason, too many moves. Knicks were supposed to pick up two superstars with their max slots, but just never really happened. But it will be Taj Gibson's first game as a Nick, Portis, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett's first game as a Nick. Um, and we'll see if DeMar DeRozan still has something left in the tank. Him and Aldridge have something to prove this year. Maybe they can make the playoffs. But in a stacked Western Conference, I really don't know if what they bring to the table is what will make them uh, playoff, playoff contenders. Then at 9 o'clock, it's the Thunder and the Jazz. So we have Thunder, who isn't really looking like they'll be that great. And they might trade Chris Paul before the season even starts. And the Jazz made some very good additions with Conley and Donovich's only getting better. Boyan Bogdanovich. They did lose Ricky Rubio, but they got their point guard back in Mike Conley. So, And at 10 o'clock, we see the Sacramento Kings, the Phoenix Suns. Um, the Suns and the Kings, two teams with some young, young team, young, a lot of young talent. 
hopefully Darren Fox and Buddy Heald and Harrison Barnes will take that next step next year and maybe make the playoffs. But in this, like I said, in this stacked Western Conference, I don't know, it really has team uh, has to fight to make the make the playoffs this year. And in the last game, the Nuggets and the Trailblazers, so that would be interesting to have a side-final conference. But it's a little too, maybe more than the And it's on the conference crown, I'd say. Uh, that was basically the one I'll do of the opening week. And 7 o'clock, the Hawks and the Pistons, so it's Cam Reddish's debut. It's Blake Griffin and DeAndre Hunter. It's DeAndre Hunter, Young, John Collins. So, a young team in Atlanta, and Detroit's nothing to prove, so they make the playoffs. Then at 8, we got the Bucks and the Rockets here. Um, it'll be uh, Russell Westbrook's first game in a Houston Rockets uniform. Um, and the walk first game, um, not having Malcolm Brock Rosters. We'll see if he, he's really, that's really a factor, and if they still need him. Um, and we'll see how Russell Westbrook and James Harden work together in that game. Then uh, at 30, uh, the Clippers and the Warriors, so you see how Russell fits with the Warriors, uh, and if the Warriors can truly be uh, title hunters here, and the Clippers will have to be. Uh, we do have some here. Um, Season, uh, season games, um, some big games. So, um, the Christmas Day games are um, the Christmas Day games in Boston and Toronto. Um, Boston and Toronto um, uh, at 12. And the Raptors host the Christmas Day game for their first time ever. Um, Milwaukee and Philadelphia, maybe the top two teams in the Eastern Conference going at it. Um, and Houston and Golden State, so these rivals have met in the playoffs uh, many times, actually four out of the last five years. And, of course, the Clippers and the Lakers got to play each other on Christmas. Um, and the Lakers have won an NBA record 23 games on Christmas. And the last game is Zion Williamson against the Denver Nuggets. Um, and... Maybe by then the Nuggets, uh, I mean the Pelicans will be a good team and they'll be in playoff position, but uh, it'll be interesting to see where all these teams are by then. Um, then at, during MLK Day, it's a TNT triple header and one NBA TV game, and the first one is an NBA TV game at 2.30, Toronto against the Atlanta Hawks. So Kyle R Lowry and... Pascal Siakam will be leading the Raptors, and it'll be a good time to see how DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish and Bruno Fernando and Trey Young, John Collins, how the young core, Kevin Herter, is playing together. Then we got Zion versus John Morant, the number one and the number two draft pick. That's at 5 p.m. on TNT. Um, um, and maybe we'll see who, maybe that's the rookie of the year, maybe it's not. And if that's the case, then we'll see who has the edge. Um, then on MLK, also still on MLK, is 7.30 p.m. on TNT. Uh, Lakers and the Celtics. So that rivalry, um, it's kind of died down. Maybe this will be a more of a revitalizer. You know that um, rivalry, Ennis Cantor and LeBron James. So maybe Ennis Cantor will spark something. Um, so it'll be interesting to see that. And then at 10, uh, we got Golden State at Portland, Western Conference Finals rematch, where the Warriors swept the Blazers. But um, maybe those two finish in the West, maybe they don't. Um, but they both uh, t didn't, I mean, with the Clippers and the Lakers, they don't have as good of a chance of winning the West as they did last year. But 
they still can have a chance. And Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, we see what they can do. And Steph Curry can take over a game. Um, and here are some notable notable games. Um, here's uh, in week three, Thursday, November 7th at 8 p.m. That's um, the Celtics at the Charlotte Hornets, um, which is Kemba Walker's return to Charlotte after signing with the Boston Celtics. Um, then it's uh, Houston against Oklahoma City, Thursday, January 9th at 9.30 p.m. on TNT, obviously, um, which will be Westbrook's return to Oklahoma City after being traded. And it'll be his first game in Oklahoma City as a member of the Rockets. So, Toronto. Um, Toronto at Golden State is week 20, Thursday, March 5th at 10.30 p.m., which will be the NBA Finals uh, rematch. Um, and both teams kind of took a step back. Obviously, Toronto loses Kawhi. Golden State loses Kevin Durant, so it'll still be a good game to watch, but I will need to be recording that one because that is way too late on a school night. Um, then we got the NBA on ESPN, some notable games. Um, so we got Utah at Memphis. This is Mike Conley's return to the Grizzlies. So these are a lot of a lot of good uh, return games um, since so many people left their franchises. Then we got Brooklyn at Boston. Uh, Kyrie's return to the Celtics. Um, and then right after that, it is. Anthony Davis returned to New Orleans, so that will be a good night watch. That is um, Wednesday, November 27th on ESPN. So uh, Kyrie Irving returned to Boston at 7, and Anthony Davis returned to New Orleans at 9.30. So, and then another notable game is Kawhi's return to the Toronto Raptors uh, in his first game at Toronto as a Clipper. So... This will be a game, um, they'll have a tribute, I'm sure. Um, I don't know if Kyrie will get a tribute. I think Mike Conley will get a tribute, maybe. Um, Russ will definitely get a tribute. Kemba will definitely get a tribute. Um, but I don't know if Kyrie will, just because of how short of a time he was there. Didn't really win them any real playoff games. They beat the shorthanded Pacers, which wasn't a real accomplishment for them. So I don't expect him to get a video, but I expect all the other ones. Mike Conley being in Memphis for so long. Kawhi basically single-handedly giving the Raptors their first ever championship. Um, and then the ABC will still do Saturday primetime um, and NBA Sunday so showcase. Uh, NBA TV has NBA Mexico City games. Uh, Phoenix and San Antonio will play um, in Mexico. Um, and the Clippers and the Thunder, um, Sunday, December 22nd, which will be Paul George return to Oklahoma City after getting traded there. Um, not really, he not getting out of uh, the first round. Um, and then demanding a trade after he said he would stay. And then the NBA this year will have an NBA Paris game. 
So that will be interesting, um, the NBA Paris game. So it'll be the Charlotte Hornets and the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so that that's the the highlights of your um, NBA title release. Um, but I'm excited for this NBA season because it's so wide open, uh, more wide open than it's ever been. You don't really know who's going to win it all. I mean, you have an idea, maybe one of the L.A. teams. You still have Milwaukee and Philly. Um, still got Golden State could sneak up. Portland, Denver, Boston has a chance. Um, you never know with Utah what they can do. So definitely a, a year of change in the NBA for um, predict predictability. Not not much of that right now. <laughs> no one really knows what's going on. But that's why you gotta watch it. That's that's what's so good about this year. So make sure to tune into those games I told you about. Um, yeah. And now we're going to talk about uh, shift gears to some rookies. Rookies who I think will have the biggest impact on their NBA team. Uh, But obviously a lot of rookies were very good in college. But but they didn't, uh, but they're not necessarily going to make a huge impact on their team. So I'm going to go down the list of the draft picks and who I think will have an impact, who I think will, and and why. So let's get right into it. So number one, obviously, you all know his name. I'll just Zion Williamson. So he, uh, I do believe he'll have an impact just because of his athleticism. And even if he's not scoring 20 and 10 a night, his defense and his hustle, I still believe that he can have an impact on a playoff, a playoff team which I do believe the Pelicans will be if Drew Holiday has a good year and Zion has a good year and Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram. But I think they have a good young core and they could possibly make the playoffs this year if they work hard enough, which is why I think Zion will help them because he hustles all the time and his defense is really good. Um, and number two is John Morant. Um... Uh, John Morant is, I think, will have an impact, but I do not believe the Grizzlies will make the playoffs in a stacked Western Conference. I think John Morant uh, has a chance to be a player like Russell Westbrook, who he's drawn a lot of comparisons to, and he will definitely have an impact. I just don't know if he will have an impact to carry the team just yet. That's a lot to put on him as a rookie. Zion has a better supporting cast. John Morant is with those two other young guys and Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson Jr. And he's kind of got drafted and was told to run the team. So that's what he's going to do. I think he's going to make an impact. Just don't know if it's going to be a playoff. Uh, He's going to turn them into a playoff team overnight. I think they still need to rebuild a little bit, uh, make some trades, sign some good players, and then they'll be all set. Um, so, number three was R.J. Barrett. I know a lot of people might get mad at me for saying this. I don't see R.J. Barrett as an NBA superstar. A lot of people see him as being, like, um, an all-star in a couple years. But when I was watching him in the summer league, he needs to develop a jump shot, which I think he will. He has a good jump shot. He's had He had his moments at Duke with his good jump jump shooting. But I think he needs to improve on that. Um, and because he drives so hard to the basket, uh, and when he, he's not 
when he's not making shots and when he's not uh when he's being double teamed or whatever he's not gonna be a good impact player because he takes so many shots if he's making them he's not gonna be a good impact player and honestly even if rj barrett scores 30 points and 10 rebounds and 10 assists tonight the knicks still aren't gonna win that's just how bad their team is um, so, honestly, I don't think R.J. Barrett will really have that big of an impact this first year. But maybe in his second or third year, he'll develop. The Knicks will get some good players. They're talking about getting Giannis in 2021. Um, they got some free agents and maybe Anthony Davis this year. Um, so, I just don't believe that he can take them to the playoffs this year, which is not what an impact means. So, I think he will make an impact just not a big enough impact that the Knicks need, if you know what I'm saying. But I do think he would make an, an impact on on that team. And then, um, so DeAndre Hunter got traded to the Hawks from the Lakers. Um, but I do think he will have an impact on the Hawks. And a lot of people are sleeping on the Hawks. The Eastern Conference isn't that stacked. Um, so top five is pretty good, but then you got like six, seven, eight. And if if the Hawks' young core grows up fast enough, John Collins, Trey Young, um, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, I have a feeling that they can be a playoff team this year. If not, maybe 9 or 10. But they're headed in the right direction, and I think he will have a good impact because he is built for the NBA today, which is uh, versatility, good defense, um, good shooter, and I think he will have an impact on the Hawks. Um, do I think they're going to make the playoffs? Maybe. But I do think they're going to take a step forward from where they were last year. And I think Trey Young is going to improve. John Collins is going to improve. Kevin Herter is going to improve. Um, Vince Carter signed back with the Hawks. Not that he really um, is going to score 20 points a night for them, but he's still a good veteran on that young team, so... Torian Prince, uh, Kent Bazemore, unfortunately, is signed with the Trailblazers, so they don't really have uh, that guy in them anymore. And then with the Cavs, we have Darius Garland. Same kind of situation with the Knicks. Um, if Darius Garland stays healthy, he will have an impact. But the Cavs just don't have that core yet. Kevin Love is always injured. Him and Colin Sexton can have a very good backcourt, but they don't have too much support. And what I mean by that is that they don't have shooters. Um, they lost J.R. Smith. Um, uh, they lost uh, Kevin Love. I don't know if he's injured right now, but he probably will get injured this year just because he's Kevin Love. Um, I just don't uh, see really see Cleveland... Um, well, they still have Jordan Clarkson. They have some good scores. Um, they still have Tristan Thompson. But a lot of the players just aren't what Darius Garland and uh, Colin Sexton need. And maybe at the trade deadline, the Cavs get them uh, some sort of shooter. So, uh, And then the Suns drafted Jarrett Culver but got traded to the Timberwolves, which was probably one of the worst um, things, not the worst things the Suns have done, and that's saying something because they have made some very bad moves over the last couple of years, and that was just another really bad move, which had no logic whatsoever to it, 
So they draft Jarrett Culver and they trade him. So I I have a Jarrett Culver has potential. He has the same game DeAndre Hunter has. He's a good shooter, versatile, good defender. Um, was disciplined at Texas Tech. So I don't know why the Suns passed over him, but I do think he will have an effect on the Timberwolves with Andrew Wiggins not really being the player. He kind of fell off. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is still a superstar. So maybe Jarrett Culver could be that second comp- complementary player to Carl Anthony Towns with Andrew Wiggins struggling. Um, that would be good for the Timberwolves right now to develop their young core because uh, they're still a very young team, Carl Anthony Towns and um, Andrew Wiggins. They did lose... Um, they did lose um, Derrick Rose, but um, he he was a very good, solid player for them. Uh, very good player for them, so bummer that they had to lose him. But think about that Carl Anthony Towns is only 23, and Andrew Wiggins is only 24. So if you do the math... Their prime is probably going to be 26. Jarrett Culver's prime is probably going to be around then. They're going to be a solid team when they're in their prime. Um, but I think he can ha- definitely have an impact uh, as a as a younger player, just kind of um, picking up Andrew Wiggins' slack. Um, and then the Chicago Bulls drafted Kobe White. I think the Chicago Bulls were in need of a point guard. They had Archie Diacono, but he's undersized. Um, and I think Kobe White just does so much on a basketball court that he will definitely have the impact, uh, more of an impact than Chris Dunn would have. Um, but So I think Kobe White will have an impact on the Chicago Bulls, and I think, like the Hawks, they'll make a, a big improvement. Um, and um, I'm only going to do the top three. Um, just because of time constraints. Yes, thank you. Um, uh, then we have the Hawks drafted Jackson Hayes, but got traded to the Pelicans, which was even bef- it was the one for trade for DeAndre Hunter. So not a bad trade on the Hawks part. But I think Jackson Hayes will have a good impact on the Pelicans, um, especially after losing Anthony Davis. Not that he's anything close to Anthony Davis yet, but he's a great shot blocker, and I think he'll have a very good impact on the the Pelicans who are who need a center like that. I think, yeah, like I said, I think the Pelicans will be a, a good team, uh, maybe make the playoffs. But it's just tough in a in a Western Conference this stacked to make the playoffs. Um, so. Um, Jackson Hayes, uh, very good player at Texas, or Texas, so I think he'll he'll have a good impact on the on the team. Um, then you have the Wizards draft Drew Hachimura. I think that was a good draft pick. I just don't know if he'll really he he looked good in the summer league. Uh, he'll have he'll have a good impact on the team, a positive impact. Uh, just with John Wall, the in, injury question question marks, Bradley Beal's turning into more of a star. He's gonna want more money. So I think the Wizards are going downhill from here, but it could be good for him when if they lose, say, Bradley Beal and John Wall, he'll have the spotlight. So he'll have a good impact on, on the Wizards this first year. And maybe they'll realize they want to build around him 
get rid of Beale or John Wall. Um, and then the Atlanta Hawks. I do think Cam Reddish will have a good impact because uh, of how young of a team he's not. They have a lot of good young talent, so he's he's not usually when a player gets drafted that's like a num like the number one. They have all the pressure. They get all the, they get the key to the city, and they're pressured to um, they're pressured to um, take over. Uh, but you got John Collins. You got Bruno Fernando, Kevin Herter, DeAndre Hunter. Got a veteran in Jabari Parker, Evan Turner, Trey Young. So it takes a little bit of pressure off Cam Reddish, which I think is good. At Duke, I think he had a little bit too high of expectations. Um, and he was playing with Zion and RJ Barrett. So I think it will be good for him to not have the spotlight on him all the time. But that's why I think it will be have a good impact as a role player. I don't expect him to be a superstar, but he will be a very good role player on a playoff contending team. Then, um, in the trade for the, um, for Jarrett Culver, uh, the Suns got the 11th pick and they drafted Cam Johnson, which, no offense to Cam Johnson, I just don't know if he's the number 12 pick in the draft. Um, he was a very talented player at North Carolina, don't get me wrong, but, uh, I just don't know if he's the right player for Phoenix. Um, just because it's kind, it's kind of a gamble. We haven't really seen what he can do in the, like in the NBA. He wasn't projected to be a, a great player, um, but he's 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 like a versatile player. He's kind of like a Jarrett Culver, just a little bit of a better shooter. So maybe this will turn out good for the Suns, uh, and he'll, I think he'll have a good impact. He'll have a good impact. I think he's gonna surprise people, um, people who doubted that he could actually score. I think he's a good scorer and good for the good for the good for the Suns who are kind of in a downfall right now. Number twelve is P.J. Washington. Um, so obviously the uh, the Hornets lost um, Kemba Walker um, in the sign and trade, um, but they still have a good a, a good young core. They got the Cody or the Martin twins, Cody Martin and Caleb Martin. They got Malik Monk, uh, Terry Rozier. So they have a good young core, and I think P.J. Washington and Terry Rozier will make a good duo. Uh, I think P.J. Washington will be a, a good rookie, surprising rookie, and he'll be good, um, make a good impact on the Hornets. Um, it's kind of the doomsday of the Hornets, but they're developing, getting young players and building for the future. I think P.J. Washington will have a good impact on the on the, on the Hornets. Then we got the Miami Heat drafted Tyler Hero. I think he will have a very good impact, and I think he was a sleeper, and this is a steal for the Miami Heat, who lacked some shooting uh, last year. Uh, but since they got Jimmy Butler, uh, I don't think Tyler Hero will start, but I think he will be a good bench option, or a, or if Jimmy Butler decides to start small forward and Tyler Hero just starts to decides to start shooting guard. I do think he will be a very good um, impact for a Heat team who did not who did not um, have much shooting last year. Um, but I think he will have a really good impact and a surprising impact. So I think he was a sleeper, and it's going to be a steal. 
Um, and then number fi- uh, number 14, uh, we got Romeo Langford. I'm saying this as a Celtics fan. Um, I don't know if Romeo Langford was the best pick, but I haven't seen him in summer league. He got his thumb messed up. But I think he will have a good impact on the Celtics just because he won't have all the pressure he had on him in Indiana. In Indiana, he had all the pressure. He was the superstar. But now he'll have some stars, and he won't be the starter. He won't be the the star, and he won't have all that pressure on him. So maybe that will be good for Romeo um, to not have all that pressure on him. Uh, then the Pistons draft Siko Deombo. I don't think he'll have a great impact. I think he's going to be one of those players that was projected to be a a good player, and then not really play that much. Um, but you never know. I just don't expect him to be a a great player. Um, a, a, a good player. I don't expect him to get much time. Um, number 16, the Magic drafted Chuma Okiki. Uh, Okiki is a very good player. Uh, if you watched him at Auburn, he, um, very, very good player. Um, very good defender. Bummer he got injured in the, in the, um, NCWH tournament, Um, but I think he'll be a a good, versatile defender, kind of like an Aaron Gordon in a way, just a little less athletic. So maybe he'll, I think he'll have a good impact just because they need a little bit more defense. And maybe in, he's not going to score 20 points, but he'll uh, lock lock the best guy on the other team um, to lock them up, so... And in the playoffs, that's what you need. You need someone to um, to guard the best player. So maybe that will be Chuma. Um, so Nikhil Alexander-Walker is on the Pelicans. And I think he'll have a very, very good um, impact on the Pelicans because of his versatility and how athletic he is and how long. And he had a, a very good season at Virginia Tech. Um, so, I think he'll have it here, and his cousin, Shea Gildress Alexander, has already taught him a lot of stuff, so, I think he'll have, have a good impact on the, alright, and then Pacers, Goga, Goga, Goga Bits, Goga Bidadzi, um, I don't honestly know who that is, um, but he could have a good impact. He's from Georgia, so maybe he'll have a good impact. Uh, I just don't know who, so can't really talk about that. Uh, Luka Samajic. I expect him to be a good player for, I feel like he will fit um, Greg Popovich's system. So I think he'll be a good player when uh, DeMar DeRozan is out. Um, and to take a little pressure off of them. Not that he's going to be a, a great scorer, but I think he'll be a, a good pickup for them. Uh, number 20, the Sixers. I think that Matisse Thibel is going to be a very good player. I think he, I compare him to Kevin Knox, but a little more athletic, or a little less athletic, excuse me, than Kevin Knox. But I think he, he will have a good impact because he's long and athletic. Um... I don't know if he's going to get many minutes, but when he comes on, you can tell he's going to hustle. 
and he's going to do what he needs to do. So I think he'll have a great impact. Um, the, the Grizzlies, Brandon Clark, Summer League MVP. On what I watched, he's going to have a great impact on this young team. Him and John Moran are going to have a great duo. Um, and I think Grizzlies fans are excited. Are, are excited for the next couple of years. Um, uh, they have Dwight Howard. Um, but I think he's expected to be waived. Hasn't gotten waived yet. But um, And they also have Andre Godala, who hasn't gotten waived. Josh Jackson, Dylan Brooks, Grayson Allen. They have a good young core, and I think Brandon Clark will contribute to that. Uh, Celtics drafted Grant Williams. I love Grant Williams. I just think he's going to have a great impact coming off the bench for this team um, just because of his ener- the energy he brings to the table at Tennessee and in the summer league, and he's always hustling and uh, moving the ball and doing what he needs to do out there. The Jazz drafted Darius, Darius Baisley. Um, so Darius Baisley... Um, Darius Baisley is currently on the Thunder. Um, so Darius Baisley is six nine forward, uh, skinny, but I don't know if he'll be the best. I think he needs to put on some muscle first. But for Oklahoma City, uh, this is really just an experiment year. They're kind of rebuilding, seeing what they what they need to do. Maybe get some trades in for draft picks. Uh, so I don't know if he'll have the best impact because I don't know if he'll be. He might be playing a lot just because they don't have anyone else that, that good. Um, so this is just a rebuild for Oklahoma City. But maybe it'll be good for him. Maybe he'll show some other teams that he has talent. And, and then... The Suns got Ty Jerome, who I think will be a very good point guard and have a good impact on the team. Um, obviously, he saw at Virginia he uh, when he handled the ball and Kyle Guy was coming off the picks. I think it'll be the same way with him and Devin Booker, I'm hoping. Uh, I don't know if he'll get the starting spot because of Ricky Rubio, but I think he'll have a very good impact coming off the bench. So... Oh, and then the steal of the draft. Trailblazers drafted Nasir Little at number 25. Uh, I think Nasir Little will be a very good, have a very good impact. I just don't know if he's going to get the minutes he deserves. Uh, just because of how stacked um, the Trailblazers are. Uh, but they're a little low on that position. They don't have many, many versatile forwards. Um, but I think he'll have a good impact uh, on them. And maybe get them some good buckets or... Good stop. So he's a, he's a very good defender. Um, struggled a little bit in North Carolina, but I think he, he'll get back to where he uh, should be. Then you got the Cavs, who drafted Dylan Windler from Belmont. I remember watching him in one game. He had He's a, cra- he's a crazy shooter, streaky shooter. Um, but I think, obviously, the Cavs aren't going to make the playoffs, but you never know. Um, I don't think... I don't think they will. Um, but he could... Be uh could be a coming coming out year for him, uh, him proving that he was a he was a steal too, and he's a scorer so, uh, whenever they need a bucket they can put him in and he's he's a scorer so. And then you got the ne- uh the Clippers got Cabin Gelly from Florida State and I think he'll he's a very good uh center, uh throwback center but he's a three and D 
or a three uh three and d guy he likes to shoot the three but he goes inside sometimes um um, he'll be on the same team as his uh, Florida State teammate, Terrence Mann. Um, so I think he'll have a good impact. I don't know if he'll get much playing time, but if he does, he'll have an okay impact. Uh, when the Warriors drafted Jordan Poole, I think he'll get a lot of playing time because of he showed up in the summer league and he played very well. So I'm excited for this kid because he's going to be a good scorer and a good shooter for this team. And He showed it at Mi- Michigan um, but not really too much. Um, then the Spurs draft Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson is exactly what the Spurs need, a versatile guy who's passed first, um, and he's going to be, uh, he's had two great coaches. He's been disciplined under John Calipari, and now he's going to be disciplined under one of the greatest, uh, Greg Popovich. So I think this will be good for Keldon Johnson. I don't know if he'll uh, have that great of an impact because he's, he's young, and I don't know if he'll get too much minutes, but We'll see. And then Kevin Porter, the last pick of the first round, uh, is on the Cavaliers. And with his injury, we don't really know what's going on, if he's going to play or what um, this year. But if he does play, he'll have a good impact. But like I said with the Cavs, they have a lot of young talent, but just it might not be the year for them right now. Um, So thank you guys for listening, and I will – post again this week probably um more in depth about the nba schedule and team usa and all that type of stuff all right thank you for listening and bye